Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Wednesday, September 20th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitze, reporting from Mad Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stars from today. Canada's inflation rate increases to a 4%. Ukrainian president makes pleading speech at UN Assembly. Toronto's Michelin Guide adds more restaurants to its Bib Gourmand list. And Superior Court judges in the GTA have returned to the Milton Courthouse for in-person hearings after being told by the Ontario government that it is saved for the public. And then we'll hear from Krishna Piria with a new segment of Hidden Histories. With all this news, let's get started. For our first story today, the inflation in Canada has jumped higher last month to an annual pace of 4%. Statistics Canada reported Tuesday that the inflation rate ticked higher by 0.7 percentage points, in large part because gasoline prices increased on an annual basis for the first time since January. According to CBC News, pump prices increased 4.6% in August alone. They are up by 0.8% compared to where they were a year ago. Energy prices tend to have an outsized impact on the overall inflation rate because they filter down into everything else from product production costs to transportation of goods. Vijay Muradirahan, an energy analyst and managing director with R-Cube Consulting Inc., says people should brace themselves for prices to stay high as oil prices are once again flirting with $100 a barrel. He also says that during the winter in North America, diesel prices will likely spike. Moving on, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky landed on the United States this week. On Tuesday, he delivered an impassioned speech to world leaders at the UN General Assembly, pushing for sustained support for his embattled nation's fight against Russia. According to the Washington Post, Zelensky's rare visit to the U.S. comes at an urgent moment in his efforts to maintain aid from U for Ukraine's fight. All of this as concern increases among leaders of the Global South and Republicans in Congress who say the war is consuming too many resources and drawing away from other priorities. Zelensky received a warm welcome inside the Grand UN Chamber. But, and according to the Washington Post, in a possible sign of the challenges he faces, he delivered his address to a half-full house, with many delegations declining to appear and listen to what he had to say. During his speech, he said, Mass destruction is gaining momentum. The aggressor is weaponizing many other things, and those things are used not only against our country, but against all of yours as well, fellow leaders. Over the course of his 15-minute speech, Zelensky warned wavering leaders not to trust Russia, which he has said has sought to exploit divisions with propaganda campaigns across Africa, Latin America, and parts of Asia. Zelensky sought to connect global food shortages and rising energy prices to Russia's aggression against his country, drawing a link between the conflict and some of the problems the leaders of less wealthy nations say are being ignored, as the United States and Europe focus on dealing with the conflict. And he said that at a moment when global warming is causing drought, extreme weather and human destruction, humanity could scarcely deal with a bloody war of choice on top of it all. Now back to Canada, Toronto's edition of the Michelin Guide has added four restaurants to its Bib Gourmand list, ahead of the full announcement of which restaurants received stars later this month. 
The Bib Gourmand Awards is Michelin's category of high-quality, affordable food and more casual restaurants compared to the fine dining places that usually receive the coveted Michelin stars. According to the Toronto Star, these are the restaurants that receive their accommodation. Bibi's, Sunny's Chinese, Tiflisi, and White Lily Dinner. Tiflisi is a Georgian restaurant in the beach serving large plates of classic dishes as shakshapuri and kinkali. White Lily Diner is a cozy all-day breakfast and lunch spot that focuses on seasonal produce. Sunny Chinese, west of Young Street, is a casual offshoot of Yorkville's Mimi Chinese. Sunny's specializes in different regions and interpretations of Chinese cooking, such as Shanghainese sticky ribs and soy milk soft serve ice cream. Bibi's is a Filipino-inspired dining in Parkdale. Bibi's chef, Robbie Hojila, saw an increase of diners ever since Michelin announced his restaurant would be one of 12 places to be added to the upcoming guide in August. Hojila says, including Bibi's, there are now eight Filipino restaurants in the world that are recognized by Michelin. Still in the DTA, Supreme Court judges are back in person at the Milton Courthouse after leaving last week for their own safety. The Superior Court judges had announced last week they would be pulling out of the A.G. Milton Courthouse. Yesterday, the judges have returned to the courthouse for in-person hearings after being told by the Ontario government that it is saved for the public, following yet another discovery of mold in the aging building, which has been beset by health and safety concerns. According to a Ministry of Labor field report from last week obtained by the Star, Mold was reported this month on pipes, including in a judge's chambers and elsewhere in the ceiling space of the building. That's on top of the mold found and removed from a courtroom ceiling tile in August, as well as a small gas leak that was repaired. Minor mold contamination was identified at eight locations, which were all remedi remediated, according to the report. It concluded that mold issues were properly and timely addressed and that required roof repairs were to happen imminently. Air quality was deemed to be normal. Mold has been a long-standing issue at the Milton Courthouse, which had to be completely shut down for a mold remediation project for several months in 2021, with case sent elsewhere, including to the Burlington Convention Center. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with Krishna with her segment, Hidden Histories. Good morning. I'm your host, Krishna Prasad, and welcome to this week's Hidden Histories segment, where I talk about the little-known stories behind our everyday world. September marks the beginning of a lot of things, like school, autumn, and harvests, and today our attention is on the latter two. As September 23rd, the autumnal equinox, nears, so does the harvest moon, which is on September 29th this year. But what is this mysterious new moon, and what makes it different from literally any other moon you've ever seen? Let's start with some background. The harvest moon is the name given to the last full moon nearest to the autumnal equinox. It's also come to have great significance in other ways, such as being the inspiration for countless songs, stories, poetry, and folklore. As you could probably guess from the name, it had great significance to farmers. This was because of the greater amount of bright moonlight available in the early evenings of the event. According to NASA, in ye olden days before electricity, the moon's light was used by farmers when they were harvesting into the night, by allowing them to see what they were actually doing. Another specialty of the harvest moon lies in when it shows up in the sky. 
So normally the moon rises approximately 50 minutes later every day throughout the year. But during the nights around the harvest moon, it rises a mere 10 to 20 minutes later every passing night in Canada and parts of Europe, with the specific timing varying from wherever you are. And that explains how the olden farmers got that extra moonlight. But this is weird, right? How does any of that even happen? According to the Old Farmer's Almanac, on any random moonrise, the moon will be in a particular place in the celestial sphere as we see it from Earth. But 24 hours later, when the Earth comes back to that spot, the moon will have moved about 12 degrees to the east because of its natural orbit. It takes the Earth an additional 50 minutes to reach the moon's new position, so that's why we think the moon rose like 50 minutes later. Now let's think about zodiacs. Don't roll your eyes, I promise this is going somewhere. The part of the zodiac constellation band that the moon travels through during this time period also happens to be the part most parallel to the eastern horizon. This means the moon doesn't appear to move as drastically over a 24-hour period, and the Earth can catch up to it in as little as 10 minutes. Modern technology means we don't have to rely on moonlight to harvest anymore, so the harvest moon kind of lost its purpose, but that doesn't mean it's irrelevant in the history and culture surrounding it and agriculture in general. If nothing else, it's still pretty cool to look at. That's all for this week's Hidden Histories. I'm Krishna Prasad, reporting for Met Radio, 1280 AM, Toronto, and thanks for listening. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We will be back tomorrow with some more news and morning mixtape. Make sure to tune in. It's Med Radio 12, 8 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwetze. Thanks for listening.